a couple of weeks ago, we celebrated my mom's 95th birthday. It was a lovely time, and my mom felt blessed and thankful for the time she had with her kids, her grandkids, and her great-grandkids. We shared memories with her, taking time to bless her. I was talking with her this week, actually, about the sermon I was working on. I told her the psalm, and I started to recite it. And she immediately joined in, and we said it together. She had no problem remembering the words she memorized many years ago. Very impressive. But at other times in our conversation, she wasn't always able to remember the details of events that happened more recently. Memory is a funny thing. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who satisfies you with good as long as you live, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Does remembering our blessings lead to renewed strength? This last verse of ours in this series describes another of God's blessings to us. He satisfies us with good and renews our youth like the eagles. In Hebrew, the word satisfies in this verse means to fill, and it suggests filling to the brim so the person being filled needs nothing more. And the first time we encounter this particular Hebrew word good in, is in Genesis in the creation account. God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Good in that account means pleasing, proper, and as it should be. God satisfies us with good. He gives us so much there is not room for anything else. We are completely satisfied, like having that piece of dessert after a wonderful meal that is just as good as the meal and that doesn't make you feel stuffed, just completely satisfied. What satisfies you? The good God gives is likened to creation. He created and it was good, wonderfully unique and beautiful. What good and beautiful things does he still give to us? The psalmist lists as one of the blessings received from God that he renews or restores our youth like the eagles. In the Bible, the eagle is a symbol of power and independence. It acts not like an old person, but a young one. The psalmist says that God renews our strength so that we can function with vitality. What does that look like for you? How is God renewing us, our minds, bodies, and soul to continue the work that he has called us to. Of course, our bodies age or are under siege from illness or disease. Can this still be true, that God renews us? What if we have mental health concerns? How do we function with vitality in those situations? How is God providing satisfaction in all those situations? We are in a post-Easter reality. Christ is risen 
We are part of the kingdom of God that is here, but not completely here. Everything has changed, but everything is not right yet. We read these scriptures through the lens of Christ. In the book of Matthew, Jesus speaks to the crowds of people in his Sermon on the Mount. Let's take a look at one portion of it from chapter 6, verses 31 to 34. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run around, run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The psalmist speaks of God satisfying us with good as long as we live. In Christ, we have all we need. It's in him that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Jesus says, don't worry, don't be anxious. He will satisfy us with good. Seek after him and it will be given to you. He will renew you with new life and joy. The Sermon on the Mount has long been part of essential Anabaptist teaching. The idea of following Jesus is paramount. And in this sermon in Matthew, Jesus tells us the many ways to follow him. These verses about worrying, I remember well as a child and youth. It's not that I was a worrier or an anxious person, but they gave me strength, certitude about my life and how I should live. And of course, the guidance that I should seek first kingdom values and not societies. The values of the kingdom are in direct conflict with the values of society. The three questions in these verses, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, and what shall we wear, are often at the center of our preoccupations. Listen to this quote from Herb Kopp's book, a gospel for a new people. So Jesus confronts our ambitions. Will we be like the pagans or will we live as new people of God with a new gospel and a new center? Jesus cites the short answer to these three questions. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Jesus can speak these words authoritatively because your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But what about the reality that we all live in every day? Mortgage or rent is due, our kids need new clothes or sports equipment, the car needs repaired, but there is nothing in this world that can take away what God provides. Dignity, sense of worth, the confidence of being treasured in the heart of God. There is the kind of worry about the coming day that is normal, even healthy. Tomorrow's test or a job interview is bound to provoke concern. In these verses, it's not just about worrying about normal tomorrow things, but has to do with something deeper. It's about a more basic fear 
that something out there in the future that can destroy our basic worth as a human being. Something stronger than God's care. Some silent killer shark swimming toward us from the future. St. Augustine said, our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. Our restless anxiety over what tomorrow may bring may be a sign that our hearts have not found their true home. Does remembering our blessings lead to being satisfied to renewed strength? While Psalm 103 begins as a shout, bless the Lord, O my soul. It's an outburst of praise and awe. It's a cry of joy from the deepest well of the psalmist being. This shout then turns quickly to list the blessing that God has created. God heals diseases, redeems people from the pit, crowns people with love and compassion, gives good things for human desires, renews one's youth like the eagles. The psalmist also expresses a warning. Do not forget all of God's blessings. What are your reflections of what God has done? What causes you to praise God? In a few minutes, I'm going to provide opportunity for you to share, to hear from each other about the blessings that God has given you. This image of God is one that comprises a theology of hope in the midst of hardship. It's a perception that God, of a God that provides courage to face the trials of the day, be they disease, despair, loneliness, and unjust systems of oppression, or anything that would cause human life to be diminished in some way. Our worship and enjoyment of God requires memory. To forget the past is to compromise our ability to glorify God. And so how are we passing along these memories to our children and youth? For our younger generation to also take on these memories, these feelings, they need to be shared. In the same way, we can't assume that our kids know that we love them without saying it out loud, so too they won't learn about how God has blessed you or blessed our church without us telling them. And of course, for our parents too, like my mom, don't know the fond memories we have, the blessings they are to us, until we share it with them. In Psalm 103, the outburst of praise and awe is integral, is integrally connected to the past. The praise has content. The psalmist remembers the forgiveness, the healing, the redemption, the coronation, the satisfaction. The psalmist speaks in generalities but we could fill these actions with stories of Israel's past. So what are the events of our history? 
of your history that we need to remember and give thanks for. We're going to take some time now to share. So consider these two questions. When you look back in your life, what are the events that you want to bless and thank God for? And also, we're celebrating uh, Fort Gary MB's 60 years of being in this location. So are there stories of blessing about this church that you want to share? Andre has a mic at the back. And if you want to share something, blessings or praises to God from your own life or memories of this church or things about this church as well, um, praise, please raise your hand and he'll get the mic to you. Let's hear from each other. Uh, I came to this church when I was in grade six, just a little while ago, and um, uh, it was just such a gift to be able to be a youth here and to grow up here and to become a young adult here and then volunteer here and then now serve for the last 10 years. And this past Friday, we had our youth large group wind-up event at Crescent Drive Park, and I was just in awe of how much of a blessing it was to just be there and have fun together. We rented a bouncy castle. And, uh, and we had fun there and we, we did face painting and we had snacks and we ate and we laughed together. I was gifted really kind cards and a bouquet of flowers and I was just sitting in awe of, of not just the last 10 years, but, but this whole history for me uh, of, of having grown up here, being raised here, and then having the gift of being able to be a part of the community that raises some of the youth that are here. So I just look back on all of that with so much gratitude and have been uh, basking in that this weekend, thinking about it. So that's mine. Thank you. I'm actually going to speak for our son, Alex. So Alex was at Simon House for, I think he said, five summers altogether, three as a counselor and two as the program director there. And there's a couple of things that... that um, the events of our history here as a church are that we have long supported Simon House Bible Camp. And I remember when Kelly and I were dating, we actually went up for a weekend to with a group of youth here to um, provide childcare for some kind of uh, pastor's retreat that was there. And we spent the weekend there and um, while we've never been counselors there, he just thought it was so cool that, you know, that goes back quite a ways, that support for Simon House. And he also thinks it's cool that, um, you know, one of his really good friends is your son, Ruth, mm -hmm. <laughs> Jordan. And he thought it was pretty cool to find out that Kelly and Dave were buddies back in their university yeah. days. So the history of families... Uh, being friends and and siblings and uh, it, it all weaves down through the history and it and it's really a cool thing and I think sometimes we forget our kids think it's cool too. <laughs> I am very thankful for many things, but there is one thing that I remember. It's 13 years ago. I was very sick, and I did not know whether I was going to live or go through with this. And there are not many mornings that I wake up. I am so very thankful that I have this health that I have gotten back. I was so sick, I, I can't even remember. So that's one thing that I am very thankful for. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, as others said, uh, there are really a lot of things we can be thankful to God. But for me, I'm thanking God because I started to go to Sunday school when I was uh, small, and it really did help me. When we were told about the Lord's commandments, these are really my, this is my, my strength because I've been always very afraid of them and I try to try to do good so that I don't uh, compromise myself with God's will. And it is still helping me a lot. And this is what I'm sharing to my children and maybe my friends. It's, it is for me that if I know really the commandments and I try my best to abide to them, then I feel I have joy and then I feel I'm really right with God. Mm. This, is, this is what makes me very happy because I know God's commandments and uh, I'm trying to do my best to abide to it. I'm thankful for a medical system that can do corrective surgery. So uh, I'm just thankful for that. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Good morning. It's good to be here again. I've been coming to this church for 35 years, and I love it. I hope I can always stay here. We have uh, had many good years together. We've, I've been on many committees, and I loved it. Now, of course, I'm 89. Can't get that involved, <laughs> but I still love it. It's wonderful fellowship, and the love that everyone shows is just amazing. When I tell my kids about this church, they say they're very impressed with all the people in our church that, that show love, that care, and all the caregivers. In the last year, since my surgeries and different health issues, again, you have all been so good. Thank you, and bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I was just sitting back here and thinking of some of the friends that have left me that were really good friends. I'm thinking of Len Siemens. I'm thinking of Nick Jansen Sr., Henry Bergman, Peter Hildebrand, Jake Hebert. Many of them were really I looked up to them mm -hmm. for their friendship and their thing. Recently, God has felt to throw some real curveballs into our life. But as you mentioned, he still loves us, and we want to love him back. I'm, I'm thankful for this church for many reasons. Um, started attending 23 years ago or so. And after I was attending college and career, and the youth and young adult pastor at the time said, you should play guitar uh, with us. And then he, on, on that stage, I met my wife. <laughs> and then that youth and young adults pastor resigned like a month later and said, you should lead this team. <laughs> and I'd never done that before. And so this, I've, I've received nothing but encouragement from this, this church. And, and now I get to play up there with my kids. Well, the beauty of Psalm 103 is not just in its recollection of God's good acts, but also that recall of the feelings and stories that accompany those acts. Between each verse of the psalm is a whole library of stories. And within this church community, we have heard some, and there are many more, of the stories of God satisfying us with good and renewing us 
so that we can go on in serving him with vitality of an eagle. Let's think about how we can put some of these things into practice. And sometimes we need to create traditions that will be part of what we do. Being grateful, remembering all that God has done and therefore will continue to do is an important spiritual practice. So here are three ideas for you to take home with you. First is the gratitude practice. Let's go back one slide. This is a good one for families. Something to make, uh, make it a daily practice as well as in your family. Take a moment maybe at supper or at bedtime to ask two questions. What am I most grateful for today? And what am I least grateful for? And then spend some time praying for them. I also have a handout in the back for families if they want. It's a uh, called Five Ways to Grow Grateful Kids. You're welcome to that. The second idea, the Ignatian Examine. The Examine is a method of reviewing your day in the presence of God. It's actually an attitude more than a method. Time set aside for thankful reflection on where God is in your daily life. There are five steps to it. Review the day. The day I have just lived is a gift from God. Be grateful for it. Then review the day. I look carefully, I carefully look back on the day just completed, being guided by the Holy Spirit. Face your shortcomings. I face up to what is wrong in my life and in me. And let, then look toward the day to come. I ask where I need God in the day to come. I have copies of this as well at the Church Life Center if you're interested in the Ignatian examine to take home and try. And a third idea, something called the practice of paying attention. To encounter God means we need to notice God everywhere, not only in church or in our suffering or nowhere. We need to change our attitude to see him in all parts of our life. So take time to pause in the midst of your everyday. We are satisfied. We need nothing more. Remember all that God has done. Remember and give thanks so that you are rejuvenated, encouraged to go on, not bogged down by worries about tomorrow, but in the midst of the life, your life, you are reminded that in all things, we place God in the center of it. And that makes all the difference. Seek first his kingdom, his reality, not this world and its anxieties. Does remembering our blessings lead to renewed strength? By the grace of God, yes. Let's say Psalm 103 verses 1 to 5 together one last time. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen.